The following program is sponsored by Ken Sukuri Ministries. Scripture tells us in Psalm 34:18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. These are the ones I look on with favor, those who are humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word, says Isaiah 66:2. We find beauty in brokenness when we choose to sit close with him and trust that he is listening. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Our words of healing in Psalm 147:3. Brokenness is a blessing because it puts us on the road to a breakthrough. Brokenness to beauty with Brittany Francis, founder of Kensukuri Ministries, starts now. Welcome to Brokenness to Beauty. My name is Brittany Francis, and today we are going to be finishing what we started a few weeks ago, deliverance. We're going to talk about deliverance. And my prayer is that every single person that listens to the station, however you're getting the news of the good news of how to be delivered from generational curses, from things that attack your family, from things that attack your heart, the lies that we believe, how to break off all those. Once you know that, then you can fully walk from broken to beautiful. beautiful. And so... This week, I have faced more than one challenge, and many of those pieces I've been facing have been linked to generational issues. Come on. And we were just with the producer, Karen, and she said something so good. (laughs) It's humility. The number one way to get delivered, the first piece that you have to have is the humility that you know that you cannot do it alone. No, we can't. You know that Jesus Christ the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Holy Spirit, you are not going to be able to do anything without that peace. So the humility of knowing that whether you're an alcoholic, whether you have a sex addiction, whether you have a pornography addiction, because sex and pornography, you still have two different things. And then whether or not your, your mouth, the hatred, the ugliness, the anger, all of those are addictions because yes. they are usually brought down from generation to generation, just like alcoholism. So I am so excited. I'm so blessed. We have Apostle Melissa Gomez, who she and her husband run. It is Finnish Ministries. They have come alongside us for the tent revivals in Richmond, Rosenberg, Needville, and Katy. Yes. And they have a team that comes. They do have a church as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And they are just incredible, incredible woman and man of God. They love the Lord and they love seeing freedom happen. Yes. And so that is what yes. they've been called to. That yes. is all of us have a different vehicle. We talk about this on the station a lot. I, I cannot stand when churches say that, well, everybody needs to stay in their lane. Guess what? Your lane isn't your lane. It's God's uh-huh. lane. God has one lane. We are the body of Christ. There is one lane, but all of us have been given different vehicles. Different vehicles. So as a car dealer's wife, <laughs> I can say <laughs> I drive a Nissan. Come on. Hey, they don't all function the same. That's true. They don't don't all function the same. Some of them are made. That's such a good point. Some of the vehicles that you may drive in your life that the Lord gives you, not a actual vehicle, but what you're called to do may be to sprint through and to drive really quickly through a season. And other times you're supposed to cruise with the window down, enjoying your time with the Lord and pick up people along the way and minister to them while you're taking a slower ride. And so 
I just cannot tell you how grateful I am. She's going to be actually with my daughter later on because she faces things. The humility that is required, the honesty that is required when you face torrential things in your life. It is so incredibly necessary to be able to look at the Lord and say, I know I cannot do this alone. And I cannot tell you how many times, especially over the last week, and I'm pretty candid about my life, because if I'm not candid, I can't really be a part of the change in somebody else's. But my my husband and I have faced a lot of pretty horrendous things with my teenage daughter. And we know it's because it is not flesh and blood that we're fighting. It. It's the principalities. It. And the principalities are running pretty quickly and running fast after my daughter. But I know that my God is bigger and greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. And so part of the deliverance piece that we talked about, and I'm going to release it to you, is knowing that who you serve yes. is greater than your problem. That's it. And so with that, I want to turn this over a little bit and let's just mentioned that they will be at the tent revival. They are part of the deliverance team that comes to different churches. They go all over. And so I saw some very interesting things at the tent revival. I know a lot of people go, I don't want to go to a tent because it's crazy. This is not in a chaotic way. The tent revival has not been chaotic. It's been done in such a beautiful way. Just experience God's love. This last one was, uh, we, Planted the tent at Church of Living Waters. Upcoming week, so starting tonight, Thursday night, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we're going to be at Grace Church Center in Richmond. So we were in Rosenberg before, now we're in Richmond, and then we'll be in Katy in two weeks. So Mission America has come in, said we're going to come in like a wrecking ball for the Lord, and we are going to disrupt what's happening, Mm. and then we got to leave all these new saved converts to church families who will disciple and love well. So that being said, this is one of the church families. Amen. And so, so excited. First piece is when do you realize that you need deliverance? If Once you get saved, let's say somebody was at the tent revival mm-hmm. and they accepted Jesus. What is the next step? So the next step is that they... Uh, if they're seeking some kind of freedom, let's just talk about medications, right? If people are, uh, let's just say somebody came and received Christ as their Lord and Savior. Okay. But they stay there and they're asking someone, there's got to be something else. There's, you know, I'm addicted to meds. I'm addicted to drugs. Mm-hmm. How can I get saved? I, I, how can I get delivered? How can I get set free from this? I'm suffering from this because you're not only saved by grace, you know, the grace yeah. is there to help you, but we have to work out our salvation. So who's going to disciple this child that just got saved, that they need discipleship, that there is healing and deliverance, right? But let's just say they come, because a lot come to our ministry, and they're asking, you know, they say, well, we just got saved, but there's got to be more than this. I- I'm still suffering from this torment. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm saved. I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior, but I'm still suffering from this addiction. Yep. It can be sex addiction, meds addiction, drunkenness, whatever it is. And I don't know. And they come crying. They come asking, how can we get rid of this? You know? Right. And so we walk them through counsel first. You know, we do have an intake form on our website. 
uh, that you can download and ask you questions about the things that uh, that can help you through. And then we counsel you after we see your intake form. And we begin the process of deliverance. Okay. And now they have to give us authority, access, or like giving us authorization. We don't push Jesus on no one. Jesus is here to save, deliver, set free. And there is freedom in Christ Jesus. Amen. And so they come. And so the Holy Spirit will lead us if it's an inner healing that they're needing, uh, which is more uh, sensitive. Okay. Inner healing. So explain an inner healing. Well, an inner healing, uh, again, let's go back to the meds. Mm -hmm. Uh, If there was a trauma they went through, through child trauma, and uh, they're taking medication because of depression, uh, schizophrenia, or anything that is causing, wanting them to commit suicide, uh, the Holy Spirit will say, you know, they have a trauma in their soulish area. And your soul is areas, your mind, will, and emotions. But you have your conscious, your subconscious, but you also have your memory bank. And so if you let's just say there was a trauma at three and five years mm-hmm. old, maybe they got uh, molested or maybe they went through uh, rape. Uh, maybe some incest was there. It can be a generational curse. The Holy Spirit will go in and Holy Spirit, we walk them through counsel, through this inner healing the Holy Spirit will go into that door of that where that trauma was at, and we see that the enemy has hooked himself and has yes. made it a legal right now. A lot of times people can come get deliverance. They want to understand why does it keep coming back? Well, because there's a hidden trauma. Right. There is a legal right where the enemy has hooked himself on this trauma, and in this trauma uh, people don't see, deliverance ministers don't see that there's something deeper and that there's something that is hooked there that the enemy has hooked himself on. And so now we found you, devil. We have found you. And the Holy Spirit goes deeper into this room where this trauma is at. And we have sometimes uh, the person doesn't see it. They get progressed back. They get triggered. Uh, Something might happen. They can be watching TV. And they might be watching the television of somebody got molested, somebody got raped. I don't know. It just mm-hmm. that trigger happens and they just begin to cry. And it's back. They go back into this childlike memory back to the pain. And this is how the enemy keeps us enslaved and in bondage. And that's where he wants. And that's where the stronghold is stuck in that legal right, because there is a court of heaven. Yes. And the enemy can say, yes. well, this is this is how I have her. He comes yes. to the judges. This is she's mine. And the Lord will say, no, 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 no. Uh, the deliverance minister will fight and stand in the gap for that child. And, and we can look, we're going to come before the judge and the judge is showing us where the hurt is at. You have to walk through the forgiveness. We take them through the process of forgiving yes, that person on. that did the deed to you because that legal right becomes an unforgiveness. Yes. When you come before the courts of heaven, the devil says, no, she's mine. I have her because I have a legal right of her. She hasn't repented. She hasn't said she's sorry. And so she's mine. And so the Lord would say unto that child, no, when the deliverance knows what they have to do in the courts of heaven to be the lawyer for that person as we're standing in the gap, we go before the Lord and I stand in the gap for her, Lord. He says, okay, we'll take her to the process of forgiveness. Forgiveness has to be paid for through the cross. Yes. They have to confess 
the sin. They have to confess. They have to say, forgive, Lord, I forgive this person. That's right. That's right. You know, I have to forgive this person. Walk them through the process of forgiving that soul where the enemy will let go of that legal right. And we get that soul saved. We get that soul delivered and, and she set free. And actually, when we take them through that process of inner healing, they actually see Jesus come in and set them free. And the power of God that comes in and brings healing, my God. Gosh, that legal right is broken. We have felt cords broken immediately in the atmosphere where the Holy Spirit releases them. And of course, the enemy has no more right. That's right. To stay tied on to them anymore. That's right. Well, the forgiveness piece. Yes. If I could explain how much the forgiveness piece means to me, because In my life, I was so angry for so many different reasons. Being taught forgiveness as a child, when you're in kids' church, when you're in children's church, you're taught something very surface level, unless you're at a pretty deep church. Yes. Okay. We're taught that if somebody hits us, you need to forgive them, Mm -hmm. right? We don't really get deep into with children because we want to be so cautious, especially in America, because what really is the worst that can happen? Yes. I mean, some children have faced horrendous trauma. Their, yes. their parents were killed. Yes. There's so many. But, but as a whole in church, what are we teaching our children? We're teaching our children where well, you just forgive them and say you're forgiven. We're not breaking down what forgiveness breaking, is. No. And so when I was a little girl, I went to a phenomenal church. But one thing that I didn't quite understand was Brittany forgive and sweep under the rug. That's what I was taught. Yeah. Forgive and sweep under the rug. And that's what religion does. Too. Yes, that it does. Spirit is, it does. Is a taskmaster. Yes. And yeah. that took hold of my heart and I talk about it frequently. We went through a horrendous church split earlier this year. And let me tell you what that did to my heart, because those who I loved were hurt. It went all the way back to where my mom told me it is what it is. These things happen. Yes. And so I didn't realize that there was something there that I needed to deal with from when I was a little girl. The forgiveness pieces are so vitally important. I had to forgive my parents for taking me out of a church that I loved. Yes. There were things that I didn't even realize I still had not forgiven. Exactly. And when that happens, you're opening up a whole realm, a whole realm of other issues to be passed down because there's just this little hole in your heart, this gapping hole that has not been fixed. You have not had the Lord fill that gap in. Exactly. You know, and so I think that that forgiveness piece at the tent revival, the women's night, Pastor Brenda, she's on the radio program quite a bit. We were talking and I said, you know, what I want them to do is write down all these women and men to write down what has been done wrong yes. in your life. Yes. What has been done? What has been said to you? Yes. Right? Because we're also taught sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Exactly. Words kill. Words destroy. The enemy knows that. The enemy is a liar. The enemy cannot touch you unless he has permission. Yeah. So more often than not, it's this. Yeah. And so the lies yes. that we are taught yes. to they'll never hurt you 
We have desensitized. We have. We have desensitized what has happened. And then we've made children feel like big babies. And so I wanted everybody to write down on these note cards what was said, what has been said that immediately comes to your mind. And you could see so many people writing things down and tears coming down their faces because it's, oh my gosh, this did hurt me. Yeah. This hurt me. Yeah. And from there, we had them tear it up. And throw that's the it beginning. Over. That the was beginning just of the, the beginning. Process. It's just that's the, beginning. the beginning of healing. Yes. But you know that scripture as we're talking right now where it says you have to work out your salvation. Yes. With fear and trembling. trembling. So as we're peeling, we're like an onion. We're peeling off things and rooting things out and pulling things out. Because if you get delivered from, uh, let's just say again, let's go back to the meds addicted to medications. Uh, there's still residues there and fragments and particles that stay behind Yes, that like, it's just like when you cut off a lizard's tail, it grows back. Well, that demon grows back. It's still, the residue is still there. That's right. We need to remove the residue of any kind of addiction that is there. And so we need to understand that, yes, we have the people they went through that process of healing because I knew I was there. I was one. I was one myself that put a card there myself, you know? Yeah. And I am ashamed to say it. No, we have a lot of leading while they're bleeding leaders leading while they're bleeding. And in the midst of them bleeding, their open doors are being shared with their congregation. And so now let's just say if you, if the leader is leading while they're bleeding, if they have a Jezebel spirit, guess what? The head has a Jezebel, but also the body has a Jezebel. So we're under the influence of a Jezebel in the leadership and the whole body is filled with same, the same spirit because the head is not decapitated from the body. That is so good. So if you're bringing down Jezebel from the head, the whole body is a Jezebel. That's right. So, and this is something that we have to understand that it is serious that leaders must stop denying that they don't have, we got to examine our hearts and say, God, we're working our salvation. I ain't afraid to say, I'm not afraid to get upon the altar and cry out to God. If the Lord has already shared something and lighted, uh, exposed something in me, I want my freedom. Amen. And I tell the people in the congregation, if you see apostle up there in the, in the front, leave her alone. If you want to help her out and the Lord is telling you to cast something out, cast it out in Jesus name, because I want to be free because I want them free. Amen. And if they can see the humility in me, I want them to have the humility that God that is, is bringing so to all of us good. as a body. That is so good. You know? Yes, that is so good. So this coming week, we have the next tent revival. Like we were talking about Cortez Road. In Richmond, if you just look up Grace Church Center, yes, we have Saturday night, which is a teen night. Okay, I'm so excited. I'm praying for major deliverance there. Yeah. We have about five minutes left. If you could tell parents, what do we need to be looking for in our children to see, hey, your kid, they might be facing something, a demonic issue, and we need to be aware and available to have our hearts open to the idea of our children needing healing. What are some things? You know, the enemy is really working on uh, generations right now. Yes, This is is what we're fighting for, generational uh, curses be broken. But parents need to stop being in denial and stop saying that their children doesn't have any kind of, you know, that they need healing from. Because I know if, uh, 
if their children are hiding themselves and isolating themselves in their rooms, yeah, if they're constantly on their phones or in their tablets, you need to really look into their phones and see if you see a withdrawal in your children and they withdraw from your from the dinner table, the breakfast table, or they're withdrawing and you see and you can identify, but yet you deny. hundred oh, percent. Denial is a devil. And you don't want to see suicide come into that child. You really, really need to pay attention to the withdrawals that they have. You need to pay attention. You need to pay attention to their backpacks. You need to pay attention to their drawers in the rooms underneath their beds. Yeah. You really need to uh, really pay attention and not be in denial. Oh, my child's not like that. The devil is a lie. If you, you see that them hanging out with a different group that they've shifted from geeks to to uh, gothic stuff. It's just like, uh, that's a red flag already. It's a big red flag. Yeah. And their music has changed. Uh, pay attention. My biggest sin, and this is where my husband has nailed me, was my oldest daughter. I mean, again, I'm very honest because if, I, if I'm if i not honest, then the Lord is going, the truth finds you out anyways. But I'm also honest because my heart is, I want to make sure that other people can learn from whatever I've done wrong. Yeah. And my oldest daughter, um, she, I was just happy because she already had some demonic things happening. So she was very quiet for a while. My husband went, what is she doing? And I was like, I don't care. She's quiet. Like the house is at peace. Leave her alone. She's just watching YouTube. No, there's something shifted in our atmosphere, in our home. And my husband's a lot more quiet than me. And so people go, he actually detected. I said, yes, he detected. He does pray over our home. Yeah. And he felt an atmosphere shift. And he said, you better go up there right now. And you need to figure out what she has. And she was on the dark web, taking pictures of herself, uploading them, talking to somebody who's an adult. Yeah. Who was, and there's a lot of as, that going on. Yes, who's masking a as a that. child. Uh, and there's apps out there like Bark that you yep. can put on your kids' phones where they're going to notify the, you of what is unclean or what is coming up. You can get on that Bark app. and, and But and, somebody gave her the iPad. I mean, that's how they are after our children. They're after a generation. They are after our children. They are. Somebody gave her the iPad with its own cellular data. Oh my goodness. So there was no Wi-Fi. There was nothing. And so parents stop being prideful. Yeah. Stop the pride. Yeah. Because as soon as I said, Oh, my kids aren't allowed to have social media. Two days later, the Lord said, you prideful daughter, you, I was warning you in that conversation. Instead of you giving yourself a pat on the back, I was warning you. And thank God for a man that was sensitive to was sensitive to the spirit. Yeah. But parents wake up. We have to wake up. Okay. So real fast. We have a minute left this week, Saturday night. Yes. Get your teenagers there. Yeah. Parents, stay. Listen, Pastor Brenda's going to be there. We have Blessed who's going to be there. He's going to be doing a hip-hop concert. Come we have on. Step Out, Praise and Worship Team. Y'all, the Lord is moving in West yes. Houston, the glory hub of the United States. Melissa, folks. Dress you, warm, y'all. Yes, dress warm. But <laughs> dress it's worth warm. it. It is it's worth, worth it. it. Give me away TVs it. and yes. AirPods, all kinds of fun things, too. But real quickly, 
One minute left. I want them to know how to get a hold of you. Uh, they can give me a call on my phone. It's 281-763-1328. We do private sessions, personal sessions. Uh, if you want to be more, uh, we want to be more sensitive and not do deliverance in front of a mass deliverance in right. front of people. Uh, you yes. can give me a call and we're ready. Uh, you can get into our website. It is finished. Apostolic Global Ministry. You will see an intake form there that you can download and fill it out and then give me a call and we'll set you up on a schedule to come get private session for yourself. Let's break these generational curses, y'all. We don't have time. We were picked and selected for such a time as this. And so the enemy is going to attack you because you were selected. Defeat the enemy. We'll see you next time. In Jesus name. You've been listening to Brokenness to Beauty with Brittany Francis. Join us every Thursday evening at 5.30 p.m. To hear this program again, go to kkht.com and click on the podcast. For more information, visit kintsukoriministries.com. K-I-N-T-S-U-K-U-R-O-I.